A boy's best friend is his dog. He will be yours, faithful and true, to the last beat of his heart. As the school bus rolled to a stop, Matt and his sister, Martha, and both of my sisters and I got out of our seats and headed for the exit. We lived on the same lane and were the only ones who got off at that stop. There's your dog, Roland, Rocky said. I just looked at him. Rocky had been held back a year in school, so he was bigger than most of the kids in his grade and sometimes bullied the smaller kids on the bus, which was most of them. He'd usually leave the other kids alone when I told him to, but I got off the bus a mile before he did. Basically, Rocky was a jerk who I ignored whenever I could. Of course, my dog would be there. Susie waits at the bus stop for me when I get home from school, every day. She follows me up to the bus stop in the morning, and when the bus is out of sight, she goes back home. Mom says that Susie spends most of the day playing in the yard and in the woods behind the house. Sometimes she'll nap on the covered front porch or in the deep green grass that grows under the sycamore trees in front of the house. Then somehow she knows when the bus will get back and trots up the lane in the afternoon and waits for me to get home. I never understood how she knew what time to be there. I lived in my great-grandfather's old farmhouse at the end of a quarter-mile-long dirt lane, far out of sight of the road. I guess it's possible she could hear the bus coming from that far away, but, even if she could, I don't know how she managed to get from the house to the bus stop in time to be sitting there waiting for me. That didn't seem possible, yet she was always there when I got home. My dad says that some dogs are like that. They just know those kinds of things. Almost as though they're psychic, or maybe just some sort of unseen connection with their owners. I didn't care how Susie knew when the bus was coming. I was glad she met me when I got home every afternoon. She'd run up the lane ahead of me, circle back, and then run ahead again, all the way along the lane until we were close to the house, and she'd stand on the front porch, tail still wagging, Dad had told me, when Susie was still a puppy, that she'd be my best friend and she was. That was good enough for me. When I asked for a dog for my birthday, I thought all pet dogs were collies or German shepherds. The only hound dogs I'd ever seen were my uncle's hunting dogs that he kept pinned up. They were big and loud and nasty, not pets at all. My parents were kind of upset with me because I told them I wanted a pet dog, and they'd gotten me a dog, but it was a hound. But Dad told me the puppy was a beagle hound, not the same as the big hounds used for hunting, and that beagles make great pets. They're smart dogs, Dad had said, and very loyal. A dog is a boy's best friend, he'd told me. Being a typical six-year-old, I felt cheated and stomped out of the house. They'd promised I could have a dog for my birthday. But they got me a hound dog instead of the type of dog I thought of as a pet. I refused to name the puppy, but my little sister started calling her Susie, and the name stuck. And Dad had been right. She was smart and loyal to me, and, before long, she followed me wherever I went when I let her. We lived in town then, but the house backed up to a national park where we had woods and fields and creeks to play in. 
The only place I wouldn't let Susie go was near the main road by our neighborhood when we still lived in town. After moving to the farm, I didn't worry about that anymore. The country road the farmhouse was on only had cars come by every few minutes, not four lanes or near constant traffic. So, Susie could run free, the way beagles, and I guess most dogs, wanted to live. And I would never keep a dog on a chain. I thought that was just a cruel thing to do to any animal, let alone a pet dog.